Welcome back to another edition of Teradome Highway Podcast, a horror movie podcast hosted by yours truly. I'm Sid Davis. In today's episode, I'm here to talk about 1998's Urban Legend. Uh, man, you know what? I didn't realize how much hate this movie has. A lot of people do like Urban Legend. I'm one of those. I'm part of the bunch who really likes this movie. Or I don't know. Maybe it's just a guilty pleasure. But at the same time, there's a lot of nostalgia. My first time watching Urban Legend, I was you know under the age of 10, obviously, at the time. And I rented it because, you know, my mom was one of the cool moms. You know what I'm saying? Let me stop. But no, uh, my mom was like, sure, I, I, I guess. And I know last time when I talked about uh, Mary Riley, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde movie, it was weird that I couldn't watch that. Or I wasn't allowed to watch that, but I was allowed to watch Scarface at like age seven. I was allowed to watch Friday with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. When it first came out, I saw that in the theaters as a kid, uh, <laughs> um, and and I saw you know Halloween H two O in theaters. I saw Dolores Claiborne with Kathy Bates as a kid. It's just odd to me. So it it's still bothering me right now. Basically, I'm not off of the Mary Riley shit because I don't like that movie. It's not that great, and it's it's kind of crazy for me to say that I don't like a movie that has John Malkovich in it and Julia Roberts. It's just weird. Like I love I love the shit out of Pretty Woman, but <laughs> it's it's shocking for me to say, man, this movie really sucked. And it had Julia Roberts in it. But anyway, I don't know. I how is Eat Pray Love? I've never watched Eat Pray Love. And I think that's a movie with Julia Roberts, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not gonna try to attempt to watch it. I think it's a romantic comedy. I don't do romantic comedies like that unless it's like Monster in Law or Fools Rush In. But let me let me get off of that. I'm getting carried away. So my first time watching Urban Legend, 1998, rented it, and I believe yeah that same night I rented Halloween H2O because I only watched it at one time and. I was trying to remember. My mom was like, yeah, you've seen Halloween H2O. Remember how it ended with, you know, Mike. Spoiler alert. Uh, Michael Myers gets decapitated by uh, Laurie Strode. And I was like, I don't think I remember that. And so we rented that too. And I think another movie. But Urban Legend was the second movie that we watched out of those three. And, you know, I had no clue about urban legends, didn't know what the hell they were. And quickly soon after that, got obsessed with urban legends, started looking up books and things that talked about urban legends. I was I was going crazy over them because I'm like, why is this a thing? And like what made them decide to turn this into a movie? Like that was really cool at the time. And even, you know, I know what you did last summer is based on an urban legend. So I didn't know that until maybe like a few years after that. Probably not until like high school. I didn't pay much attention to I Know What You Did Last Summer when it came to seeing what it was based on. Now, remember in high school, I discovered that it was based on a novel. And yeah, that that's a whole other. That's that could be a whole nother podcast for another day. The whole Lois Duncan beef with Hollywood and them turning her book into this shit movie. And she's not pleased with it. We'll talk about it one day. But I'm only deciding to talk about Urban Legend because I saw it on Tubi. I said, you know what? Why the hell not? Uh, 
like I said the other night, if you listen to the previous podcast, I watched Black Cadillac. And right after that, I, I watched Urban Legend. And yeah, it's just, it's one of those things when you see it, if you're familiar with the movie, um, if, if you've seen it, if you don't mind, you could be a person that's not really too fond of the movie and you know it beat for beat. You could still throw it on and it's like, whatever, have it playing on in the background at a sleepover or maybe a Halloween party or just, you know, just playing in the background while you're cleaning up. I don't know. But Urban Legend is one of those movies. People who have seen it, they know how shit it is. Regardless, they'll probably still will watch it whenever this time of the year rolls around. They won't skip out on it. This isn't the worst movie I've ever seen or the worst horror movie I've ever seen. Trust me. I've seen a lot that are quite horrendous. For instance, the sequel and then part three. That's just something else completely different. I I don't know what the hell. But anyway. And really quick before I go even further with this, as a horror movie buff, right? And I'm a movie buff overall, but I, you know, horror movies are my thing. I'm I'm the friend of the group that really really loves horror movies. Uh, there might be, you know, from some of the friends that I do have, I'm sure that they might they possibly like them more than I do, or like them just as much as I do. But I know. Deep down, I love horror films. So, look, I'm dating someone right now, and it, it's so annoying. Let's say this. I'm just I'm trying to be nice, okay? This is what bothers me, and I don't know if this is such a big deal at all. I, I don't know. This is probably a normal thing. Like, all throughout the years, uh, the women I dated, they always complained about horror movies and it just scares them and they can't watch it and it's just oh my god it's too much oh, I, I can't watch it i can't do it i can't now i'm dating someone right now who is literally doing that and it bothers me a bit i'm like damn like you don't want to watch this like why i don't i don't know man it's weird she's she's cool but she's weird at the same time she can watch these forensic file shows and documentaries about serial killers and shows about, I don't know, uh, yeah, the prison shows, being locked up in prison. But she can't watch Terrifier or Halloween or anything like that. And it's just like, come on, dude. Like, really? And it just it bothers me a little bit. And maybe I'm just bitching and complaining. But yeah, she she's not into that. That's not her thing. And even in the past, the women that I've dated, they kind of there there might have been one or two that were really into it. But you know, obviously, we're not dating anymore. So the last few years has just been like that. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, is I don't know. Is it me that do I like the extreme shit? Like I said, I mentioned Terrifier. Maybe Terrifier is a little too much for her. But I also just mentioned Halloween. Halloween is Halloween ain't that crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Neither is this. So I don't know what I can do to reel her in. She she mentioned something like Five Nights at Freddy's. She said something about the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. She complained about it a little bit. Oh my god, I can't watch that. That's scary. Da 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 da. But she she mentioned it to me, which kind of lets me know that I think she's interested in watching it because she knows it's based on a game. I get, I don't know. 
there's other horror movies based from video games. Resident Evil. I can go on all day and complain about this. This is about urban legend. Here is the trailer. Last week we discussed folklore. Today we get more specific. This is what we call an urban legend. Contemporary folklore passed on as a true story. Something you might have heard about mixing pop rocks and soda. Supposedly, your stomach and your intestines burst. Voila, still alive. Mr. Ross, please. He's gonna explode! Somebody call 911! <laughs> they are the legends we've all heard. Gang members drive around at night with their headlights off. And when someone goes to flash in their high beams to warn them, the stories we've all told. A guy and a girl, and they're parked out in the woods. The guy steps out, and the girl starts to hear these scratching noises. It's her dead boyfriend hung from a tree. The tales we've all listened to. Isn't there another story about a guy with an axe hiding in a woman's back seat? My mom still checks the back seat before getting into a car. But just because it never happened doesn't mean it never will. The decapitated body was found in her car. I knew I should have gone to NYU. This girl, she could have been any one of us. What if there is a lunatic on campus? What is he gonna do next, huh? <laughs> Maybe put spider eggs in Bubblicious? <laughs> the idea of an urban legend serial killer. It's a stretch. The call's coming from inside the house. Could it be an urban legend? <laughs> I can help you with. <laughs> mm -hmm. I want to know what's going on here. Someone out there is taking all these urban legends and making them reality. Urban legend. Have you heard the one about the microwave? Urban Legend, directed by Jamie Blanks, starring Alicia Witt, Jared Leto, Rebecca Gayhart, Michael Rosenbaum, Tara Reid, and the list goes on. Sitting at a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, that's rough. Ugh. A 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, a 35 on Metacritic, and a 2.8 on Letterboxd. Yeah, man, uh, this is what I meant. This is kind of... Well, I want to say middle of the road when it comes to this movie. You either like it or you really, really hate this movie. Like, it's just, you either have a lot of nostalgia for it, or if it's your first time watching, you're going to watch it. Like, there is a, a podcast that I was listening to, and they talked about this movie, and this was their first time watching. They're around the same age range. I'm 34, they're around the same age. And they said, yo, this was dog shit. <laughs> This movie sucks, dude. Like, what is this? And they were calling out a lot of the things that were wrong with this movie. And to be honest, there are a lot of things wrong with this movie. But my reasoning for watching it and not minding of what goes on in the movie is just simply because I saw it when I was eight years old, going on nine years old during the time. So it's basically in the same way when someone watches Friday the 13th for the first time 
today, like the franchise, Nightmare on Elm Street, the entire franchise, anything from back then, they'll look at it and say, oh, this shit is cheesy, this is corny, this is lame, what the hell were they doing back then? They'll look at it like that, unless they have a, a true love for horror movies, and they're just the type of person that would love to see what came before, because now, in this new era of horror, it's the elevated thing, it's we're having more plot and more thought out uh, direction when it comes to horror films today. So this movie starts off with um, a lot of rain. It's flooding. And, and this girl college student is driving, I believe, on her way home, listening to a college radio station. And she nearly gets into a car accident and it scares her a little bit. She takes her eyes off the road and she's like, oh, my God, close call. And the song that she turns to is Total Eclipse of the Heart. That's my shit. I actually like that song. Don't don't judge me. Do not fucking judge me. But she notices that she's running out of gas and she pulls into this old rundown gas station. And the guy that comes out is none other than Brad Dorif, a.k.a. Chucky. So <laughs> so he, uh, he has a speech impediment problem. Um, and... He notices something very strange. He goes inside, comes back out and asks her to come inside of the store. And she's like, okay, something's wrong with the card. The credit card phone is, uh, ugh, excuse me, the credit card company is on the phone. They need to speak with you. And she gets into the store. And like I said, he has the speech impediment problem. So it's hard for him to get out the full sentence. He noticed something was wrong and there was Someone was in the back seat with her the entire time. She uh, gets out, she jumps in her vehicle, and she drives off. And he screams out, someone's in the back seat. She's driving still. Total Eclipse of the Heart is still playing. This is a long fucking song, I think. How long is this song? I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. But obviously, between the time of her pulling in and her just waiting, you're thinking that the song would be over. That song's still playing. And uh, she notices someone is in the back seat, and she gets killed. That is the first kill of the movie. And then we get into our main character, Alicia Witt, who's been pretty low key since this movie. I guess I don't know. I don't keep up with her. It's like I saw her in this movie. She's very pretty, but you know, after that, I just like okay. This is one of those movies with the final girls that you might not really hear from again unless. They're at a horror movie convention, or they probably don't even want to be bothered with that. So they're just living a low-key life, and I can't knock them for it. Uh, so I think currently, I want to look this up, just because I want to see what Alicia Witt is up to these days. Should have did that already. Let me see here. Alicia Rowan Witt. Oh, I'm sorry. I am very, very sorry. The Walking Dead. The Sopranos, Nashville, Two and a Half Men, The Librarians, Friday Night Lights, Law and Order's Criminal Intent, The Mentalist, Justified, Twin Peaks, The Return, CSI Miami, and Orange is the New Black. So she's, oh, she's been active. She has been active since then. I apologize. Please forgive me. Let me see what else she was in. House of Lies. Let me see. Um, let me see what else. What else? What else? Supernatural. She's in Supernatural. Okay. She was in Star Girl too. Okay. Um, 
The Masked Singer. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm getting off track. <laughs> I'm getting a little off track. There was something else in here that I saw that kind of threw me off guard. Person of Interest. Oh, and she was in the TV show, the the Exorcist TV series. I've been meaning to watch that. And uh, yeah, like from what people say, it's good. I'll probably watch it just because we have that movie coming out in about a couple weeks from now. So might as well. So, but yeah, uh, Alicia Witt is our main protagonist of the movie. She plays Natalie who happens to be best friends with Rebecca Gayhart. Her character in the movie is Brenda. Jared Leto is our head of the newspaper, newspaper editor guys. Just weird, man. I don't know. Jared Leto's a weird guy. Tara Reed that you heard in the beginning over the, the college radio. Her name is Sasha. And then we have Michael Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum, excuse me. His name is Parker. And, oh, yeah, I didn't mention Loretta Devine. She's also in here, too, and has a very slight obsession with Foxy Brown. She's like she she really, really likes Foxy Brown. And I don't I don't blame her. I like Pam Greer's Foxy Brown. I thought those movies were cool. I like coffee and all of those movies are pretty cool. But they hear about this girl being killed. And soon after someone on campus dies, which happens to be Natalie's roommate, uh, played by Danielle Harris. Her name is Tosh in the movie. Very, like, just goth out, like, gothic to the core. Very mean, too. She's, she's a, a, a mean bitch, too. I, I'm sorry. She's very, very nasty towards Natalie. But, yeah, uh, she gets strangled in bed. In the morning after, this just this sparks up this whole thing. Like, what's going on? What's happening? Like, she, they rule it as a suicide. And she said no. Even Natalie stood up into her defense like, no, she... Could be mean she was to herself. She was, you know, very antisocial, but she wasn't suicidal, like no way. But this leads Paul into doing some research and finding out that 40 years ago, something happened similar where a student was walking around from door to door and killing the students. And the dean, Dean Adams, is trying to keep this news from getting out. And there was one sole survivor. Professor Wexler, played by Robert England, and this was, I believe, a secret that he was trying to hold in, too. We also get more students missing, one of them in particular, which is Damon, played by Joshua Jackson, which is, it might be one of my favorite scenes in the movie. He asks Natalie to go out with him and, you know, come riding out with me or whatever. Just, let's just go riding out. Or whatever. And he gets in the car and cuts the car on and the first thing you hear is the the Dawson's Creek theme song. Joshua Jackson was on Dawson's Creek, I believe. I never watched Dawson's Creek, but it there's an inside joke with me when I say, "Man, I can't wait to binge watch Dawson's Creek one day." I just say it randomly. But they do go out into the middle of the woods and they just park there and stop to talk and Damon is trying to make the moves on Natalie and Nat Natalie is not having it and hits him in the face. And he was like, fuck it. We're, she said, take me home. I want to go back home. And he gets out the car to go pee. And the killer, the killer gets him. And what happens, this is part of the urban legends. The concept of this movie is each character is dying based on an urban legend, which is, this is probably the coolest one. So she gets out and she wonders where he is. Does, he's taking a little too long for her. Out of nowhere, she sees the killer. The killer tries to get her. 
and she's getting in the car trying to start it. She hears some squeaking on the, the roof of the car, and she's trying to figure out where it's coming from. Lo and behold, it's Damon that's being hung from the tree, and the rope is going from from his neck up into one of the higher limbs of the tree. I don't know. And then and the other end of that rope is into the back of the car, basically meaning that when she takes off, he, there's nothing he can do about it. He's going up into the air, and he's done for. That's what happens. And his body drops on the hood of the car. She takes off and then goes to the authorities. This is where she meets Reese Wilson, played by Loretta Devine. And <laughs> she is the, the campground security. So they go to check out the scene of the crime. Nothing's there. And it's it turns out to be that, oh, you know, Damon's a prankster. So, you know, he's into that shit. You shouldn't take it so serious. But she knows what she saw. And throughout the movie, her and, and Paul, the newspaper editor, news, the editor-in-chief, are really just trying to crack the case overall and trying to find out Professor Wexler's secret. They get caught, and uh, they they get a little lecturing from Professor Wexler on what, on why it was wrong and what happened and the punishment, so on and so forth. Later down the line, we get this confession from Natalie talking about her friend Michelle, the girl that was murdered in the beginning of this movie, were involved in this weird gang initiation. So what would happen is the car would come approaching them on the other side and get them to flash their lights. Once the driver flashes their lights, they turn around and chase them down to run them off the road. That's what that is. That That is an urban legend. It's in books. It's been in a couple of documentaries that I've seen here and there and different stories that kind of or where people actually try to attempt to do this thing. I, I don't know. But when Brenda hears this, Brenda's like, wow, like that's crazy. She's taken aback. She can't believe that Natalie has been holding this secret in for so long like that. So later we get this crazy chase scene. I don't. Th here's one thing I want to say about this chase scene with Tara Reid, who plays Sasha, the, uh, the radio host. I don't know what's more ridiculous. The chase scene with Sarah Michelle Gellar and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Or this one, because to me, it was almost—I don't—and I, I know what you did last summer. I don't want to say it dragged, but at the same time, it was like, "All right, dude, what are we doing here? Move on. Let's let's get this chick out of the way. I don't think she's gonna make it." When in fact, she almost fucking made it. She was right there in walking distance, like not even ten steps, and she's in a crowd of fucking people. Then we have this in urban legend where. Tara Reid can, God bless her heart, man, can't act out of a damn paper bag, bro. Just, I don't know. And I don't know why dudes was going crazy over this girl back then. Because people can deny it if they want to now in 2023. But there was an era, this era right here in particular, American Pie and all of that. Like, oh, my God, Tara Reid is so hot, man. Yeah, that shit, right? Yeah, they were going crazy over her wardrobe malfunction. And I, I don't know. But this chase scene in Urban Legend with Sasha is like, come the fuck on, bro. Let's get this over with. We know she ain't making it out of here. 
let's let's go let's 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 get it moving so <laughs> that's my beef man because anytime this scene comes up i'm like oh my god this is so cringy then during her boyfriend's party parker's party uh we get a phone call and it's the killer and he's just he's fucking around with parker and there is another urban legend where there's a, a dog that's taken and put into a microwave and the owner discovers his dog's remains in the microwave and yeah man it's kind of crazy that they showed that as sensitive people are when it comes to dogs and movies don't you kill that dog da -da 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 -da. this right here i was like oh shit i almost forgot about this man like wow okay but we do get a phone call and he's just like i said messing around with parker and he tells them the urban legend he goes and looks for the dog opens the microwave and the dog's remains are in the microwave he goes upstairs yeah i believe he goes upstairs and there the killer is there killing him by taking this funnel and shoving it down his mouth with this nozzle and forgot i think it was some cleaner that in pop rocks if i'm not mistaken by the killer just poured down a parker's throat i'm trying to figure this out so i don't understand so in the midst of because sasha and parker and my thinking they damn near died at the same time so how did the killer get her and you know did what they had to do and at the same time made it all the way back i'm pretty sure that damn radio station is nowhere near parker's place where he was having that party maybe so i don't know this is i, I don't know movie logic who knows what the fuck how did the killer make it back to there and kill parker the way that he was killed i i don't get it that's a plot hole maybe i'm overthinking it but it don't make sense to me because Parker and Sasha damn near died at the same time. Oh, and also, when I reveal who the killer is, is it really won't make any sense. So Natalie is having her uh, her moment with Paul, and Paul kisses her. Brenda sees this. Brenda has a thing for Paul. Gets upset, and of course that was short lived. They're they're cool again. They're they're besties again, and all three of them are riding in a vehicle together. And they're, I, I don't know, this is just weird roundabout way they think that Paul could possibly be the killer. And they smell something funny. Paul didn't know what it is. They don't know what it is. They stop at a store. He goes inside. One of them, I, I can't remember who exactly, looks in the back only to see Professor Wexler's body in the the back of the vehicle and they're like what the fuck they make a run for it paul sees this and runs after them natalie and brenda end up separating and <laughs> natalie flags down this vehicle that picks her up and it's the creepy custodian guy really honestly a cool guy but you know he's he's a, a red herring if you will you, you kind of get the idea. Maybe he's the killer if you don't know any better. But we get this chase scene where there's the vehicle that's coming towards them, flashes their lights, 
And all of a sudden, I believe the custodian did the same thing, and this vehicle turns around to chase them down. They crash, and it's not, I don't, is it implied, I don't know, did the custodian die, or did it just, did the accident knock him out? Anyway, Natalie gets out and makes her way back to the campus. She hears Brenda screaming at the top of the, the tower on the campus. She makes her way into this room. And it's lit up, has candles. And all of a sudden, um, she sees Brenda laying on the bed. And she's she's seemingly dead, only for her to turn around and cry. Brenda gets up and knocks her out. Brenda is the killer. None of this, what I mentioned before, makes any sense. How did Parker and Sasha die damn near at the same time like that? Two, how did... How I'm trying I'm trying to put this all together. How in the hell is Rebecca Gayhart, tiny little thing, able to wield that axe? So not even them things that I just mentioned before, but at the beginning of the movie, her wielding the axe the way that she does. Um just certain kills that took place in this movie. How was she able to do all of this? Like how the splitting up of Brenda and Natalie was weird because how in the hell did Brenda end up all the way back at campus in time for that setup for that room with the candles and that confession? Oh, in the chase, that chase scene on that road, that little narrow road after Natalie and the custodian. Like, how did all of that? There had to be a second killer, but apparently they're 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 telling you that it was all orchestrated and done by her. How in the hell? How? Unless she has, uh, what's that shit from Dragon Ball Z? Unless she has instant transmission, there's no way that she's able to pull all of this off by herself. There had to be a second killer. I never took the time to look up to see if there were any, you know, cutting room floor scripts that weren't used, stuff that were was revised and thrown out. Maybe there were two killers at at the time prior to filming. Like who knows? I, I don't know. This is around the time where we had the craze. You know, Wes Craven had um, revamped the horror genre, the slasher uh, subgenre, and Scream was a big thing. And Scream was introducing the two killer thing. So maybe at some point before the scripts were reworked, that Urban Legend, this film, had two killers. I don't know because I'm trying to figure out how little tiny ass, cute Rebecca Gayhart was able to do this shit. It there's no way in the hell. I need I need answers. But no, uh <laughs> Brenda is the killer and Brenda confesses that the girl that she killed in the beginning, Michelle, she killed her out of revenge because she was responsible for her boyfriend dying on the road as well as Natalie being involved with Michelle during that time where he died on the road. So this was all set up by her, and Paul makes it in time to try to save her, and he that quickly goes out the window. Paul can't do shit about it, but security, top flight security of the world, Loretta Devine herself shows up to save the day. Even though she does get cut with a knife, she, she does save the day. 
ends up shooting her. She falls out of the window. Like I'm saying, Rebecca Gayhart is tiny, bro. Like how in the fuck? The authorities and ambulances arrive to save Reese in time. So thankfully, uh, Loretta Devine does not die in this movie. I'm so happy. But no, um, they save her in time. She's going to be okay. And it's kind of weird because Paul and Natalie leave the scene of the crime. Like how? How? I think they're supposed to stay at the scene of the crime and, you know, give a report and a statement on what happened. Just then I, I don't get it. But the driving and all of a sudden somebody's in the back seat with the axe and it's Brenda. How this chick is invincible. She is. She went through the same bullshit damn near that Kylo Ren went through in The Force Awakens. <laughs> Because remember, we're all calling Kylo Ren a crybaby. But if you really, if you really pay attention to the Force Awakens, Kylo Ren went through some shit and then some, and was still able to do what he did. Like he won't play in games; he was dedicated. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> there's a struggle, and they slam on the brakes, and Brenda goes flying out of the windshield into the water, and her body's just floating on uh on the on the body of water and it's over it's done for the next scene comes up and there's just a, a group of students sitting around in the lounge area student lounge talking about some of the events and urban legends that took place recently and lo and behold brenda is still alive sitting amongst the students telling her this is how the real story goes and i'm like fam who is she? Who is she? Now, I'm never probably going to talk about the sequel. I might. But at the ending of that movie, there's a post credit scene <laughs> with Brenda. Brenda's in a post credit scene. I don't know if it's the same character, but she is a nurse. And the killer in the second movie is sitting in his chair. I think he's driven himself crazy. They're in a mental hospital, so... She's standing up, and then all of a sudden she bends down to say something to him, and then she looks into the camera and says something. And it's like, Brenda. So I don't know. Like, is this Brenda going around disguising herself with name changes and shit? Who knows? That's what I want to see. I would like to see that movie. Y'all should have did something with that. But we get an urban legend three called Bloody Mary, and I've never really seen that before. Bloody Mary is an urban legend. So, yeah. That's urban legend, y'all. That is urban legend. Like I said, man, this is a movie that has a lot of nostalgia with me. This is something I could just throw on. And I don't have to necessarily pay attention to it. I know the movie beat for beat. And, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of people that are first-time watchers of this in the recent years who are not fond of this shit at all. But me, it's not the greatest movie, but I can still tolerate it. I don't mind it. But that wraps this episode up for me. Thank you for listening to episode 19 of Terradome Highway Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Terradome Highway Podcast. Make sure you send emails, all horror movie things related to Terradome Highway Podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, guys, peace. <laughs>